when I first, first heard of it, I did all the research in the world. I mean, all the research. And this is what really led me to get into Bitcoin is heavy. I asked people like you. I asked people like my cousin. I asked a lot of people who were in finances that I went to school with or I just know. And I said, yo, are y'all into Bitcoin? You know, what's up? Do you, do you take Bitcoin? Do you do this? Do you do that? Everybody's answer was usually, nah, man, I heard about it. It's cool. I'm not going to really get into that. And that was what let me know I need to be there because some of the smartest people I knew were not really into it. But the other people in the world, like there were a lot of big, powerful people who saw potential in this. And so for me coming home from prison, I said, all right, if I'm gonna have to dedicate myself, because I knew something was gonna take time. If I'm gonna dedicate time to improve myself or do something, I can at least use this and learn this now to where a few years from now, it'll start making sense that I was an authority figure in the field of Bitcoin. Right, makes sense. Welcome to the Uncensored Show with your host, George Atchampal where we share the mindset, tips, tools, strategies, and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do. Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life uncensored. Justin Reddick is the founder and CEO of Bitcoin Vegan Transformational Services. He works with financial professionals, entrepreneurs, and the average person by offering services to teach a year and a half's worth of research on Bitcoin in less than two hours. He equips each client with the knowledge required to experience a 10x return or better with their Bitcoin investments. This is not an episode you want to miss. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. And on today's episode, we actually have a guest who we did record with uh, a little while ago. Um, uh, We didn't end up getting to publish the episode at the time, but I think now is a better time than any uh, to have him back and everything happens for a reason. Um, So many of you may have heard about, are intrigued by, are afraid of, uh, this mysterious thing called Bitcoin. And we have the resident expert on the podcast today who is going to break down what it's all about and all that good stuff. So with no further ado, Justin, how you doing, man? Man, listen, I am doing great. Thank you for having me, George. Um, I want to start this off by saying this. Anybody that's on here that's going to be listening, um, I'm going to have a live Q&A of all of your special listeners. And all I think I would like for you to do is send me in my DMs or you could send it to me in my email, Justin at Bitcoin Vegan or Bitcoin Vegan or Instagram. Um, just say Bitcoin makes sense, all right? In the DMs, <laughs> just send me Bitcoin makes sense. Yeah. And uh, that'll give you, I'll send you everything you need and plus a free chapter of a book I'm writing as well. Amazing. So, um, well, we'll, we'll be, we appreciate that. We'll definitely get... Uh, all that information easily accessible in the show notes uh, to make sure that our listeners can um, benefit from that. We greatly appreciate it, man. So I know everyone just heard the formal intro, but 
tell us in your own words, just, you know, who is, who is Justin and, and what is he all about? Well, man, Justin is, it's, um, I am, I am who you, I am who you see, you know, be all the way honest at times I might not be for everybody. Um, I'm someone who wants people to live the best life to their ability, um, no matter how you meet me. Um, I could care less, you know, about your, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but your net worth, your followers, anything. I still right. want to see you be the best. I still want to see you be, uh, I still want to see people be um, committed to the process. I feel like one time someone asked me, you know, what's, like everybody has a 1% gift. They asked me, what was my 1% gift? Yeah. I said, being extremely dedicated to the process. Um, and that process started a long, long time ago. Um, around when I was in high school, 20, 2007. Uh, for some of you don't know, I've been knowing George my yeah. entire life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we went, went to elementary school, middle, yeah. high school. Um, I remember those 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 broad, super broad shoulders in that in that uh, Garinger basketball uniform. I was like, who's who the hell's gonna get around this guy? Yeah, shoulders is like <laughs> way, shoulders is like way out here. I'm like, who who's who's supposed to get around this guy? But yeah, we we go we go we go way back. So I think we both are. It's both kind of full circle moment to see uh, both of our evolution um, over the past gosh twenty plus years. So yeah, yes, for sure. So to go a little bit deeper, um, my journey has been very different into entrepreneurship. Um, thanks to and thanks to people who've held space for me. Um, I'm here, you know. Uh, I've had various people to help me in my entrepreneur journeys, coaches, uh, even my good friend George here, who I got a nice story about. Um, but really, man, this whole entire journey kind of started back in 20, 2007. Um, Around that time, me and my mother, we had lost our home in 06 mm -hmm. during like the beginning of the housing market crash. And I had transferred from Garinger to West Charlotte, which some people thought was kind of uh, crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and at that time, I mean, I, I, I transferred too late to play ball. So that was my passion. And then I just started, you know, I was hanging out with people. And one of my, and during that time, you know, we were going back and forth between homes. Mm -hmm. And so um, during that time, the time period of West Charlotte, I seen one of my homeboys get killed at a party. Mm -hmm. And that really started shaping my mind uh, differently. You know, I still graduated. I went to A&T, the best college in Greensboro. Oh, that's what you're doing. That sound okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but even there, I stayed there about two years, man. And I really noticed how hard things were financially. I didn't have a good financial grasp on things. Yeah. In fact, it was just a real downturn. So I ended up leaving school, came home, got into a situation, making dumb decisions at 20 that was still based off of finances. And that led me going to prison for three years. So from 2011 to 2014, uh, came home uh, and I was really just looking for something that's what does it was going to put me in a position to be great. Um, yeah. In prison, I learned a lot. I read a lot, uh, studied myself, and I knew that I was already intelligent. I just made the wrong decision. And I was ready to dedicate myself to that process of growth. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on, but it, I knew it had to start with knowing like, hey, 
you you were here. Let's go ahead and do whatever it takes to move forward. No, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that, man, uh, for sure. And my question is like, because I'm curious, right? So when you when you went in to prison, right? Like, what was what was like going on in your head, right? So you're, you know, early 20s, right? And so it's like, man, did you feel like life was over? Did you feel like three years, like, man, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be, this is the end of the world. Like, what was your thought process like going into it? Then once you got there, kind of what was your thought process? I'm just curious because a lot of times we don't get to hear, you know, the about the mindset of someone who who essentially, you know, gets their life, at least from the outside looking in, gets put on pause. For, so for me, it was like I was, I was, but even when I have really got arrested and I knew I knew what was gonna happen, it was like nothing, something just snapped in reality. Like I snapped into reality because I was going through such a downward spiral. And I started looking at everything around me and I was like, you know, your whole, all your decisions in life led you here. So where are your decisions gonna lead you after this? Um, and I was prepared for what was gonna come. Um, I was prepared as much as possible. Yeah. Going in and I knew like, hey, it's all about, uh, it's all about how you're gonna come back. You know, are you gonna make this the greatest comeback story ever seen or are you just gonna mm -hmm. be average? And I was just gonna dedicate, and I knew at that moment, going to prison was going to start the comeback of whatever I was going to do. Yeah. Dope. We'd love to see it as the as young folks say. we love <laughs> to see it. Um, so now, I'm just going to get right into it. And of course, we'll unpack it on, on, on different levels. Um, but what exactly, what the heck is Bitcoin? How long have you been involved with it? Just like bring us up to speed because you've been on Bitcoin for a while. I, 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 like I told you in the DMs, I will be the first to say when you know when you will get secured that real bad because Bitcoin is crazy and it's mainstream. And I'll, I'll be I'll be the first to say you know I'm not gonna lie, that joker been on Bitcoin for a minute. You know, said he been on Bitcoin for a good little while. So tell us like how did you even get involved in it and what is it, man? So let me say this. First of all, I want to say this. And I want people to hear this about the man, George Ashenpaul, right? And this, and he doesn't even know I was gonna do this, but I knew I was gonna do this. Back in those days, George was such a good dude that was committed to seeing people's growth. I could send George an email and say, can you help me make this sound more professional? All right? And so when I even look back on moments like that, I have to always say, you know, dang, thank you, George. You know, you even took time. Like, it was like probably once or twice. And I copied and pasted that everywhere. But <laughs> it was like, I, I just really wanted to, to let people know who they really listened to behind this mic. Because you took that time with someone like me. Um, so how I got into Bitcoin, man, it was thank like. You, thank, you, thank you for saying that, by the way. You know, I appreciate it. I remember, I remember that time we had a lunch at, uh, at Whole Foods that one time as well. Uh, I got a chance to chop it up, man, for yeah. sure. But uh, so it was like this, man. It was uh, 2015, 2016. I had just had my little girl, Marley. Mm -hmm. And I was walking around and I was really in the manifestation, really just trying to think about what's going on. And I would see all my friends who were in college, you know, everybody was in their career. You were in your career. My cousin Trey, owner of Urban. Urban. Oh, yeah. 
It was he a heavy game. Trey all the way back to, to a second grade. Yeah, I know. So we, you know, and there were people were just in their careers, and I'm thinking like, yo, where am I going to be? How am I? Where am I going to get in? And so I was to the point. I just said, you know, there's something great going on in this world right now that if you're just there, and you can have the knowledge, you can take advantage of. All right, so a few days have gone by, uh, and I ran into my friend Bitcoin Zay. He's the author of Bitcoin in Black America. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was actually interviewed by Forbes as well, and he said, um, "He said, you know, follow me on Instagram, Bitcoin Zay." It's Bitcoin. So fast forward on that, I, my mother had tried to introduce me to some platform online, and really was it was it wasn't legit. But I saw Bitcoin on there. And I said, yo, Zay, like, what is this? I said, what is Bitcoin, really? He said, well, man, you know, it's a storage of value. It's where you can um, you can really change your life. Like, storage of value, like gold. You can send it like regular money. And it's decentralized. And when he told me it was decentralized, and as it meant it was outside of government and bank's control, it reminded me immediately of stamps in prison. And I know that's crazy, but... Like when you're in prison, they give you a little ID card that acts like a debit card. Mm-hmm. And when your family sends you money, you can pay with that card. Now, if you don't have any money and you have to hustle, people will pay you in stamps. Mm-hmm. So that's how that came about. So when I first, first heard of, I did all the research in the world. I mean, all the research. And this is what really led me to get into Bitcoin is heavy. I asked people like you, I asked people like my cousin. I asked a lot of people who are in finances, that I went to school with, or I just know, and I said, yo, are y'all into Bitcoin? You know, what's up, you, do you take Bitcoin? Do you do this, do you do that? Everybody's answer was usually, nah, man, I heard about it, it's cool, I'm not gonna really get into that. And that was what let me know I needed to be there. Because some of the smartest people I knew were not really into it. But the other people in the world, like there were a lot of big, powerful people who saw potential in this. And so for me coming home from prison, I said, all right, if I'm going to have to dedicate myself, because I knew something was going to take time. If I'm going to dedicate time to improve myself or to do something, I can at least use this and learn this now to where a few years from now, it'll start making sense that I was an authority figure in the field of Bitcoin. Makes sense. Man. What's up, guys? Welcome to another segment of Fix Your Financial Fix Your Finances Friday, where each and every Friday we help you fix at least one thing as it relates to your finances. And on this Friday, we want you to step outside of your comfort zone. We want you to explore, try something new as it relates to your finances, whether it's exploring a new type of investment, exploring a new way to save just something that is out of your comfort zone so that you can close the year out with a new tool in your tool belt. So if you had to describe like exactly what it is, what would you say? Like for someone who's never heard of it. All right, we can say it like this. I can say this in different ways. Um, It's like digital gold, all right? Mm -hmm. Now, 
what, what people call gold 2.0. Reason yeah. being, as I stated, it is, it's a storage of value. Uh, you can use it as a currency. However, right. you can send gold through the internet. You can make payments through, I can't pay you in gold while you're in China. Right. Um, the appreciation value is something out of this world. Reasons being because Bitcoin is a lot kind of, is also, you can compare it to a little bit like real estate. Mm -hmm. The reason real estate is valuable, people say it's based upon location. Real estate is valuable because 27% of the world is made up of land. So there's already a fixed number of land out there in the world. Like there's a fixed number of Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So, and it can perform like a stock, but it's just not. And the reasons is different because I can't pay you in Tesla. I can't pay you in Apple, but I can pay you in Bitcoin. Ah. So every, everything that people see about, you know, traditional investments, Bitcoin is and then some. Even if we look at a house, I can't break down a piece of this house and say, let me pay you in the value of this house with a toilet. You know, <laughs> it just doesn't, it doesn't work like this. So in a nutshell, it's every type of investment you can think of that's decentralized that can be sent through the internet with no middleman and no other person's tax put on top of it. Gotcha. That, that, makes, that makes perfect sense. So, so I, I like the idea of decentralization, but I guess my one question is decentralization equals basically unregulated, right? And so what, what happens, like if, if someone steals, if someone tries to hack into my bank account or something, right? Someone tries to steal it, like, because it's regulated, right? I can get that money back. So how does that happen in the Bitcoin world if someone like tries to steal your Bitcoin? Well, if someone tries to steal your Bitcoin and you haven't talked to me first, then I, it's probably just gone. However, the reasons why I say that is because I teach security. So the first thing you have to realize is how to properly secure your Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So you're correct. No one will come to save you. All right. So Bitcoin is a is a is a currency where it's 100% your responsibility. It is 100% your responsibility. Now. Is it as hackable as people believe? No, all right. However, there will be no one to save you if your Bitcoin does get stolen. Mm -hmm. But when the, proper, when the proper security measures are in place, and even if you're one of those crazy insane people that want to hide something in a piano key, that'll work too, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you want to take it there, you can. But you have to realize like, there will be no one there to save you if, your Bitcoin gets hacked and stolen. Now I have dealt with companies where they've been upright to the fact of like, hey, the product I purchased with Bitcoin did not work and they sent it back. However, you know, anything that's dealing with, um, you know, theft or hacking is gonna be your sole responsibility. And that's kind of scary for people. Got it, so that, that makes, makes a lot of sense. So you, I mean, so at the end of the day, you just have to really be educated on how to protect it and take 100% responsibility of your, just like anything else, right? I have to take 100% responsibility of the stuff in my house or like, okay, I got you. Um, so where do you see the future of Bitcoin and kind of like blockchain technology, right? So we didn't talk, touch, we didn't touch on yet like what blockchain technology is. So maybe you wanna briefly bring people up to speed on what that is 
And then well, like, where do you see the future of Bitcoin going in relation to that? Well, let's go ahead and just bring this uh, out now. It is, it is real popular, especially in corporate America and some places on Wall Street for people to bring up the word blockchain because the fact that Bitcoin cannot be tamed, right? So it's kind of like people throw around the word blockchain like in the early 2000s, like they did dot-com. You know, like, oh, dot-com this, dot-com that, dot-com bubble pop. However, the blockchain is nothing more than, how can I say this? Blockchain was a term made because of an illustration. However, Bitcoin is the blockchain. Like the big, so I didn't say this in the beginning because it might confuse people, but this is also something that adds to the value. Bitcoin is like the internet 2.0. Not only does it have a currency, but it's, a, it's its own technology behind it. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about blockchain and the reasons people like it so much is because it's not a central technology. You know, um, like when Equifax or Deloitte got hacked, all of that information is centralized in one place. So it's easy for someone to go pick it. The blockchain is different. To even hack the blockchain, you have to have an enormous amount of computer power that humans haven't even seen. Yet. So this is why it's so uh, attractive to people because it's a secure technology. Um, you can trace back the original owner, like how we talk about with land or redlining, well not redlining, but you have land that's stolen from people. Mm -hmm. And there's no real documentation of who the owner is. So if you have a documentation of, you know, this owner owns this and it's here in this blockchain here, then there's already proof. Like it's a, it's a proof of work. So all the proof is there, it's open. And yeah. so that's where that big, the big craze over, um, that's where the big craze over uh, the blockchain comes from. But when you ask me about the future of Bitcoin, like I see, what's it like this, George? Um, in 20, big matter of fact, Bitcoin was created in 2008 because of the housing market crash. The creator, or the, whoever this thing is, felt like it was a time for a separation of money and state because traditionally governments bail out. You know, they don't bail out the regular person. Mm -hmm. You know, so let's fast forward to 2020 now in March. Bitcoin was as low as $4,900. I'm looking right now, probably around 19000 So the future of Bitcoin has already been sealed to show that it's going to be a storage of value. All right. It's going to continuously work as it's been working. And if we're talking purely on price um, and with the, way, with the way the virus is looking and with the way money is looking, I see Bitcoin doing some crazy numbers by 2021. Um, the future of Bitcoin is very bright. And for the average person who believes that they have to spend a total of $19,000 $19, on it, you don't have to do that. You don't have to spend that much. However, if Justin Redrick has $19,000 to put in, I'm going to do it because I know the value of me buying the whole Bitcoin now will be worth it in the future. So, I mean, the technology gets better and better. Um, as we know, the dollar itself will continuously crash. Um, this is the first time in my life where 
I've heard people who I've never really talked to or who dismiss Bitcoin even consider putting their retirement in Bitcoin or their 401k in Bitcoin. Wow. Just because of how it's performed. So if we allow time to continuously go on and you know the regular things take place with money or what they call fiat, Bitcoin is going to continuously go. It's going to continuously work. Got and it. that's just the price level. Got it. Got it. There's an old saying that says it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep. And if I were to ask most people what their biggest bill is, they might say their mortgage, their rent, their car payment, or maybe daycare. The reality is your biggest expense is taxes. And that's exactly why through my firm, we created a tax savvy strategy to be able to help our business owners save thousands in taxes and redirect that money to help them build wealth. So if you want to learn more about how we use wealthy tax saving strategies with our clients to help them avoid taxes legally and redirect that money towards building wealth, then click the link in the show notes to learn a little bit more. You think that over time, uh, we'll be able to like use Bitcoin um, to purchase more and more stuff. Because right now, you know, it's it's becoming a thing here and there, but like you feel like over time, that's gonna that's gonna open up. Well, I can say like this: it's already opened up. Um, which is some things I, I, of course, I teach right in the course. However, when we think about it like this, the reason in 2018 Bitcoin didn't work per se to some other people's uh, standards as a medium of exchange because it just took too long. Right, their payments took too long. Nobody felt like waiting 10 minutes. However, now we're in 2020 and there's a different protocol put in place or upgraded in technology that allows faster payments. Now, for me personally, I don't see it as a time for me to start spending Bitcoin because I want another 10 to 20x. When I first bought Bitcoin in 2016, Bitcoin was $600 a coin. Mm. And I was working odd jobs, $12 an hour, 12, $12 an hour, 12 hours a day, no compensation, no nothing. So all of my labor went into the money. And when I would just buy Bitcoin and use Bitcoin as a savings account, you see this, this crazy uh, increase up to $19,000 from $600 to eight. And this took place in 18 months. Mm. So the light went off of me like this is a wealth builder. Point, point blank period. It's just how you use it, you know? So now when we, when we get into, you know, where's the future gonna go? You know, people don't really hear these numbers, you know, and, and, and I put up that post on Twitter, you said it's kind of polarizing. It's just to put out so people can see, you know, when we were in school and college, Bitcoin was less than a penny. Yeah. Here we are in 2019, I mean, 2020 is 19,000. And these numbers are real. It's just getting over that fear of doing it, getting outside of your comfort zone. That makes sense. That makes sense. So what would you say are some of the biggest opportunities, particularly for the Black community, um, around taking advantage of this Bitcoin wave? And I say wave, I know that it's more, it's more of something that's going to be here to stay, but 
Like, what do you what do you, what do you see as some of the biggest opportunities and advantages for people of color to take advantage? I mean, really, for the people of color, man, is like this. Um, I can say this: I've been blessed to go through many different phases of being black. Um, <laughs> I've lived. And, you know, in certain neighborhoods, I've lived in suburb neighborhoods. I live in, I don't like to call it, I, I just live in neighborhoods that people don't really wish to be in sometimes. Um, yeah. I've been to prison, I've been flat broke. I've been on every single, I've been on every single type of spectrum you can believe except in the million dollar range, which, which will happen. However, so for most black people, when we talk about even building wealth, they have, graphs showing that there won't really be any black wealth for about 2030. However, uh, we have folks like George that's going to stop that and myself. But what I'm saying here is this, um, even, even if a black, even if you're black and you don't even want to get into the whole technical platform, just buy it. You know, do something that, that makes sense, that don't, that doesn't, won't really hurt you. Even, even, I mean, even black people taking my course will help them because it helps you open your mind to where the world is going. And that's something that, that really opened up to me. Um, so that's one aspect, just buying and learning how to really navigate the space. Um, another one would be your business accepting Bitcoin. Um, if you really want to take it to another level, get within the technology field because there is no gatekeeper to this. You just have to be willing to dig and do the knowledge. But for black people in general. They even have Bitcoin ATMs that me and my homeboy uh, are gonna start doing presentations on people to purchase. But even within the spectrum of Bitcoin itself, just being there and buying it is an opportunity. And then learning you know, proper ways of how to use your money, which is why I stay connected to people like you or even Sabrina Abraham, because it's like, you know, I may not go the route that some go with their finances, but if the correct practices are in place, plus the, the returns of Bitcoin, then everything else will work for itself. So really, if you just buy Bitcoin and you are even open to learning what money is and how it works, you can substantially change your life and then you create whatever you want. And more importantly, what's there for Black people is the freedom of money. Like, majority of Black people have been oppressed their whole time being here. Yeah. Now, I talked about, I said redlining earlier, but you had situations where people at the top aren't allowing you to touch certain money. Mm -hmm. You know, you're working hard for a currency that's working against you. So opening, being, wave, being open to putting your money somewhere that is substantially making leaps and bounds. It's how I see myself, Black people as a whole, being able to acquire some type of wealth. But it taking place, you know, just solely on one playing field, meaning like what we call fiat money or just traditional means, is, is as a whole, it could work, but as Bitcoin, it could work faster. And in my view, like I said, Black people in this country have been oppressed so long, there's really no need not to do something outside the norm. Right, like what, what do we have to lose, right? Exactly, I mean, as a whole, like, yeah, I know there are some Black folks that have wealth, 
but as a whole, we have nothing. And if we're not as a whole, then what are we talking about here? No, absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly. What would you say are some of the, uh, the misconceptions around Bitcoin? Oh, man. All right, here we go. <laughs> I mean, four years, I, I pretty much know everything. Is it safe? Yes, it's safe. Um, is it used on the dark web? I heard it's used for criminal activity. Yes, it is. However, so is USD. So is every other currency you ever put your hands on. I remember I was in Washington, D.C. I was on an international panel. And some politicians said criminals use Bitcoin. We shouldn't use it because criminals use it. And I had to say something very millennialistic, saying, well, don't criminals breathe air? And we still do that too, right? All right. So <laughs> when we really think about it, what are we talking about here? Um, can I lose my money in Bitcoin? You can, there are only two ways you can lose your money in Bitcoin, none of which had to do with the price going down. The first one is like we talked about earlier, not having proper security of your Bitcoin, not having proper education, listening to people who don't know what they're talking about. All right. If you don't keep up with the security, if you don't do the security measures in place and you up and change your phone, move, and you don't have it, your Bitcoin be gone. Uh, what's the second one? Oh, yeah. Giving up or selling before you see the rebound. Now, if I say here, Bitcoin was less than a penny in 2008, and a few days ago, it's reached its all-time high. We have to be honest, by the numbers, and you a numbers guy, George, who has really lost money? Nobody. All right. So another misconception is stop looking to try, just hop in and trade it. If you don't well, even that's, trade that's, that's, that's your question. That's who lost, who lost money, someone who chase the highs of where Bitcoin is going and then there was experience some volatility and didn't wait it out, right? But just like the stock market, if you believe in the value of it and then you held it, you didn't lose it. Even if you bought at the peak of, you know, when, when it dropped back in 2018, as we can see, if you would have held it, you know, you'd be, you'd be back where you are, so yeah. And, you know, just stop thinking you're going to automatically go trade. Well, I'm ready to go trade. A woman hit me up in my DM saying, you know, I hear about people making all this crazy money trading in Bitcoin, this, that, and the third. And I had to ask a, a serious question. I said, ma'am, do you even own Bitcoin? No. Then what makes you think you're ready to trade? Right. You know, really, like, if I'm, I'm here to help people really change their situation, no matter where you are within your finances. And it has to, and I have to give hard truths. You know, the truth of the matter is you don't know how to trade, but you really go trade because you're hearing people talk about wins that might have happened once. And that's what they keep marketing. And then you get here and they just take the money you paid them and add it to the lifestyle without really having to do anything with it. So when we get here, like really still apply normal common sense to money. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't a get rich quick scheme. You will not get rich overnight. I've had people say, man, listen, I need to turn my life around right now with Bitcoin. I need to make a couple of thousand dollars. And I would tell you straight up, you should already have the money. All right. If you're looking to make 10 G's in two months, that means you possibly can put up, what, $7,000. However, you don't have $7,000 to make that type of return that quickly. So what must you do? You must add some real, some reality to what it is. This is you do right. not get quick. You do not get rich quick 
overnight in Bitcoin, just like you don't get rich quick overnight in traditional finance. However, the returns are different, but it does, you still go through the same ups and downs that you would, you know, the same up and down. So don't look at this as being, oh, I can, I can buy a boat. You know, you buy a $19,000, you ready to go buy a boat. I don't even know the price of a boat, but if you bought a $19,000, I'm pretty sure you didn't put a whole 19 grand in right. to buy a boat this year. You know, so let's let's go ahead and add some reality to the situation. You know, still be realistic about what it is with your money. Um, one more misconception. Ah, uh, well, it's not valuable because it's not accepted everywhere. That that does not make anything valuable. All right. I remember I talked to a woman who worked very top level at one of the banks here. She said, "Well, money is USD is valuable because everybody wants it." It had to be the furthest thing from the lie. I mean, it had to be the furthest thing from the truth. You know, just because you may not see people accepting it as payment now does not mean it's not valuable. It just means you're ahead of pretty much half of the rest of the world. So you should wish to stay ahead to when the world does catch up to your bread, you're paying substantially less than you would in today's time. Gotcha. Now it makes a ton of sense, man. Why do you feel like now? Now? Now is the right time. And you know, I thought you were about to ask me uh, about one of those crazy Twitter posts you know I put out there. <laughs> so, I wanted, all right, so look, I'm going to say this. Here's another misconception. I wanted to say this real quick. And I'm not here to disrespect nobody's investments because people think when I say things, I'm disrespecting them. I'm not disrespecting them. I remember I saw someone say uh, 10 acres for 10 Bitcoins and Bitcoins worth $10,000 a piece. So that's a hundred grand, right? People were ready to jump out their skin. Oh, that sounds great. Let me go do this. Let me go buy that with Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Get it out your head that Bitcoin is used to buy things like that now. All right. So why did I say that? And why did I, and this is why I tell people in my class, my course, a lot of the people that work with me. You need to really think of this long term, all right? So let's say George says, Justin, I got a proposition for you. You got that smile, you know what I'm saying, going on. He says, George, I, Justin, I got a proposition for you. I got 10 acres. All right, give me 10 Bitcoins, it's yours. And I fall for it. I'm the dummy. Yeah, George, I got you, man. I know you good. I know you good, George, I got mm -hmm. you. I send George to 10 Bitcoins, right? Now, that's 100 grand. Let's say we did this in March. Bitcoin's around what, $4,900? Let's just go ahead and say five grand for nothing. So let's just say I gave George $50,000, 10 Bitcoins for 10 acres of land. We're here in December. Bitcoin has quadrupled in price. George now is sitting on $400,000 in Bitcoin. And I have not found out one developer to break, break ground on this land. Now you tell me what makes more sense, Mr. Make it sense. What do you call it? Mr. Make it sense? Make sense? Make that make sense, George. What makes sense, George? You feel me? This is why I, I have to say these types of things to people. You know, I know people read it on a tweet and they say, oh man, that dude's crazy. He's tripping. But when I add the logic behind it, you really start making sense of it. All right. So 
That's there. Now, the question you asked, what was that question you asked me again? Why now? All yeah, right, so yeah. why now? Mm -hmm. Reason being now, how can I say this to make it make sense? Um, every four years, big, the, the supply of Bitcoin gets cut in half. Um, so in May, Bitcoin miners, and this is too loud, this is a lot. Miners went from producing 1,800 Bitcoins per day to 900. The supply is cut, all right? That's one thing. The supply is cut, and when you have the regular laws of supply and demand, when things get low, prices get higher. You have companies like Grayscale, MicroStrategy, PayPal, um, Square, buying more Bitcoin than is being mined per day. So that's going to do nothing more but drive the price up. The reason you want to buy now is because your $2,000, $1,000 can get you somewhere like, you know, 0.10 of a Bitcoin or something. But however, if you continuously wait, if you continuously play this game of thinking, well, you know, man, I got this other thing going on here, man, you know, I'm I'm doing so much work here. Listen, if you don't think Bitcoin is worth putting a time out on what you're doing to see where the brother's headed, you're going to be sadly hurt. All right. So the reason I say now is like this. Luckily enough, Bitcoin did go down in price. But nine times out of 10, when you first hear about Bitcoin, that's going to be the lowest price you hear. Matter of fact, we talk in 2018, it's around $18,000, $19,000. And here it is back at $19,000 again. So the reason you want to take advantage now, because the entire world has not caught up. You know, you have companies who are sitting on billions of dollars in cash who have not bought Bitcoin yet. You have countries who are sitting on trillions of dollars of debt who have not even put 1% in Bitcoin yet. You have a lot, you have, all right, you have 21 million Bitcoins that'll be mined. Mm -hmm. Four million have probably been lost. That means you have 17 million out there for sale. There are more, there are more than 17 million people on this earth with $20,000 to their name. So if you do not purchase now, if you do not get in now, there will be times where you won't even be able to compete for 0 0.8, 0 0.7, 0 0.6 of a Bitcoin. Mm. And the power, like, yeah, your money could do some things. But in this space here, George, the power is me making Bitcoin. It's not the dollar I put into it. Got it. So nah, that's, that makes a ton of sense, man. And so now after listening to this, people are going to be like, man, maybe I got to give this Bitcoin thing a more serious gander, right? And so if someone is listening to this, what is the easiest and safest way for someone to go about starting to acquire Bitcoin today. Dare I say this, George? Dare you say it? Click the link in my bio, man, <laughs> for Bitcoin. <laughs> um, one of the safest ways you could do so, man, um, you could buy Bitcoin through Cash App. You could buy it through Cash App. It is really that simple. Average is not that easy. Um, you know, get educated on the matter. You know, really get educated on the matter. To learn what it is you're truly dealing with. To learn how to 
protect yourself from ways of really spending your Bitcoin before you need to. That's really the really one of the easiest ways to do so. Um, I remember when I was in 2016, I would meet a person face to face about Bitcoin. In a few more years, that's going to become real dangerous because the world will start seeing what it is that Bitcoin really is. There will come a time where you will have some real estate and your real estate will not be performing like Bitcoin. And you'll say, hey man, can I, can I trade you this real estate for Bitcoin? And I might give you less than what you want, but you have some, all right? So one of the safest ways really, you can buy it through Cash App, you know? And if you buy it through Cash App, it's still not really yours. And now when I say this, it's because like you, whoo, this, this, this is gonna go with some heads, but you need to have a wallet that lets you know your Bitcoin is yours. Now, that's a real deeper conversation. Now, honestly, truly, that's a deeper conversation, one that can take place. But really the most easiest way, even if you never, you never came to Justin, you never followed me on Instagram, you could do so on Cash App. However, you're gonna have to find a wallet where the Bitcoin is all the way yours and not attached to Cash App. Got it. Okay. Well, I think that's a perfect segue into uh, one of one of my last points. Um, so obviously you are very knowledgeable in this space. And I know the beginning of the podcast, you mentioned being able to do a Q&A for our, our wonderful listeners, which we'll put the link in the show notes or figure out the best way to coordinate that. So those that want to take advantage of it, they can. Um, outside of that, like what, what programs or solutions or education do you provide um, so that if someone says, I want to learn about Bitcoin, uh, what, what, do you, what do you offer? Where, where, where can we point them in the direction of? I offer um, two things. I don't want to confuse people too much. I offer an online course it's called What is Bitcoin? You can find it on my website, Bitcoin Bitcoin. Um, and I also offer, you know, of course, you can, if the digital course isn't your thing, and you say, Justin, I need mines now. You know, I'm the type of person where I want to learn mines here, and I'm really, I'm ready for this shortcut. I'm ready for the knowledge. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I can't sit in front of a computer for probably four hours. Then I have one-on-one meetings that you can also set up. However, and with this, again, it's, it's a shortcut. And I'm not saying it's a shortcut, like it's a dead, like you're cutting corners. Mm-hmm. However, most people who tell me they're researching Bitcoin, I'm gonna be honest with you, your research shows to be trash because Bitcoin is not laid out in a way where it's one, two, three. So you'll save a year and a half, possibly two years of your time to four hours or to a two hour conversation. And we've been doing that you will be presented the information because my goal for people, my goal for people, it could be, and again, I don't care if you're already a millionaire, I don't care if you're a dollar My goal for anyone is to have that 10 to 20 X experience and then something like I did, you know, cause that's, that's a real thing that can happen to you. Yeah, let me, let me, let me, let me get a dollar, man. Bro, I got you, I mean, you know. Appreciate I, you. I got you on lunch next time, George, that's what's up. My man, we're gonna go somewhere nice. <laughs> we're going somewhere vegan, and I'm gonna schedule through Cameroon. Hey, I know my God. Um, speaking of which, speaking of lunch, not to go off on a tangent, Bitcoin Vegan is the brand. So, how, how did that come about? 
the vegan aspect? So, man, um, the vegan aspect came about before the Bitcoin vegan brand came out. I used to, as I told you all before, I was looking for any way to be an entrepreneur. Anyway, anyway, you know, coming home from prison. When I tell you it was hard, it was very hard. Mm -hmm. Very hard. Matter of fact, there's a time I saw you, I saw you uh, over there off of Mint Street. Yeah. And I was, was DoorDashing then, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so George is a prime example. George is a witness of this growth. But it was a time where I would cook vegan food and deliver it to people. I had just transitioned to veganism and I was trying to find ways to make money. I thought I wanted to be a cook. So I would cook the food, deliver it to people all around Charlotte, as far as Denver, North Carolina. And then when I started, and then Zay said, hey man, you can accept Bitcoin as payment. I said, word, okay. I knew people would not be using Bitcoin. Matter of fact, only one person bought Bitcoin. That was Bitcoin Zay. I mean, he bought food with Bitcoin. And check this out, George. He bought some burritos that cost $15 in 2016. Those burritos now were $400. Because <laughs> he paid you a Bitcoin. Yeah, this is why I tell people you need to wait before you want to pay for certain things with Bitcoin. So like it sounds sexy, it sounds cool, but you could be giving up a lot of value. Yes, sir. Yeah. Like, I mean, now if you're going to buy some, really though, if you're going to really want to buy something, at least buy something that gives you 100% ownership and nothing like socks. You know, there's a there's a story about a man who spent 10,000 Bitcoins on the box of pizza. All right, think about this thing here. Yeah. So, um, and I just said, man, I'm gonna start accepting Bitcoins. And then the name started ringing in my head. You know, I was going through a lot of rev uh, transitional things, man. Both of these were two extreme sides of the spectrum. And, um, when I really gave up cooking, I said, you know, I'm going to ride with this name Bitcoin Vegan. It's catchy, it rings to people. You know, a few times it didn't make sense. You know, I wasn't really, you know, so I'll be honest, I wasn't really as entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial in the intelligent as I am now, you know, about branding and making things and making a straight line. However, one thing I did know was this was going to stick in people's heads forever. Yeah. So when Bitcoin does do things like it's doing now, who's the first person you're going to think of that vegan guy? Bitcoin vegan. Hey, don't you know about Bitcoin? Yes, I do. So it was, it was always a play, George. I mean, it was very, it was a very much, um, you know, inspirational times in my life. They both changed my life. But at the same time, it was always a play to make sure that my name was in your head when the time was right. I dig it. I dig it. So, all right. So people have... Learn the ins and outs, uh, at least at a high level, of Bitcoin. We thank you for educating us. There's not a lot of people who, who really know uh, what it's all about. And so I'm glad to be able to have you on the platform to be able to educate people. And, you know, from here, how, where can people find you, right? They're like, you know what? I got I to gotta tap in with, with this Bitcoin vegan guy. Like, where, where, where can I find him? Where is he at? Um, so again, you can email me. Let's go email first. Um, Justin, at, we don't have to email me first. I'm just going to share it to my email at BitcoinVeganJustin at BitcoinVegan.com. Um, the most popular place, most easy place is probably Instagram uh, at BitcoinVegan. If you're a Twitter person, um, at Bitcoin underscore vegan. 
Um, and if you're if you're a person who is like George, I saw it, I, I didn't get to stay to it to the end, you can connect, you can connect, uh, you can go through George and connect him. You know what I mean? Just say, hey, I know George would be a happy guy to pass along the information, you know. So all in doubt, if you if you don't really know where to go, hit up Forbes George. And as usual, yeah, and, and, and click the link in my show notes because we'll put the information there. Definitely click the link in his show notes. Definitely. Um, but nah, that's that was really good, man. Excited to uh, air this uh, next week. And my last question for you that I ask every single one of my guests is, what does living life uncensored mean to you? To me, living life uncensored to me means that um, you have to be prepared. All right, here we go. A lot of times people want freedom, but they don't really want the freedom that comes with freedom. Meaning you have to be open-minded and free in yourself to allow the whole rest of the world be who they are. Mm. You know, so if you see somebody do some things that go outside your beliefs and your principles and morals, you have to be okay with that because you wanted a freedom. You want to live life uncensored. So me living life uncensored means I have to be the mirror to allow somebody else to live a life uncensored. Mm. And, you know, to know everybody, to know, it's kind of like a movie, right? If you watch movies, there's always a focal point of a few people. Yeah. But everybody else is walking by, right? You just walking by in somebody else's movie. And the same thing goes. Like, if I'm living my life as I want to, Everybody else walking by is just an extra in my movie. And that's how, I mean, that's how really I see living life uncensored. You have to allow people the space to be who they are and make the decisions that they like without holding anything against them because they go against your own beliefs and morals. Yeah. It might even mean, you know, now, unless, and again, if they're not necessarily coming at you in a crazier way, then you have to let them be because they have not stepped foot in your movie. And on that note, folks, we're going to close this movie. Um, but uh, thank you guys so, so much for tuning in to this podcast. And until next time. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of the Uncensored Show. Take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember, money is just a resource to fuel your journey. The question is, what's yours?